Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. finally admits that 85% of those they make contact with coming across the border get to be in the country. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. I don't know why it takes so much to be honest for these people. 85% of those apprehended are released into the United States. The Del Rio sector alone, that's where Eagle Pass is, saw 81,000 quote-unquote migrants hand themselves over. They, they don't run. They say, here we are, because they know they're going to get in. They're going to be assigned some ridiculous court date, and then they'll be in the country. This is where the Biden administration comes in, in a very, very interesting conversation. They are engaging in warnings against the Supreme Court. So this is about notices to appear because that's what these these, these people coming across the border uh, illegally, whatever, are, are, are getting. They're getting these notices to appear. Hey, you have to speak to a judge about whether or not you can be in the country. When? Four years from now? Okay. And then that's it. So what happens is, is that they, they fill out this paperwork and they leave an address and the government mails them uh, their, their, their notice because the documents they get say TBD, to be determined. So they get these notices that say, this is when you have to appear in front of a judge. Well, if you don't turn up for the hearing, you can be deported in absentia. Oh, not here. Find them, deport them. You now have these people in the country illegally, suing because the federal government didn't give them proper warning. You can't just mail me something. That You heard me right. They're suing. So the White House is saying, hey, Supreme Court, if you side with these lawsuits... Well, then you've got thousands upon thousands of notices to appear that would be null and void. We'd have to start all over again. Something tells me they're not too bothered by all this. People in the country illegally are now suing the country for deporting them because they weren't given notice based on what? What rights? You're in the country illegally. And the, the Biden administration is saying that you have, to saw, you have to not change a system ipso facto. The issue is you let them into the country. That's the entirety of the issue. This I'll be keeping an eye on. 
for sure. Meanwhile, uh, you had the debate yesterday between DeSantis and Nikki Haley. You had the Trump uh, town hall. And oh, so Hunter Biden walks into a congressional hearing. It's the weirdest thing I have seen. And the people saying, oh, Hunter really gave it to the Republicans. What? You guys are nerds. I mean, real nerds. Tony Katz, that's me, by the way. How you doing, everybody? 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back. Can you play the Welcome Back Cotter theme when nobody's welcomed back? Welcome back. I mean, we, had, we don't have a rule on this, guys. But I'm starting to think we need one. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. I have been trying to figure out why in the world Hunter Biden showed up to the oversight committee hearing yesterday. I've been trying to make sense of what this is. Why would Hunter Biden, who defied a subpoena, show up to a meeting, a hearing, where they're discussing uh, a contempt charge against him? And he doesn't just show up, he shows up with his lawyers. And then he walks out of the hearing and I have people on the left saying, oh, that was so great. But guys, what was it? So I've been trying to put that together. Weirdest thing in the world. And it is the popcorn moment. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's a story you need to hear to believe. Then grab your popcorn because there is more. So... He shows up to the House of Representatives, and and I want to be as clear as day. He was able to walk right into the House. He didn't have to go through a metal detector. He did not get checked for anything. I was at the House, uh, was it last year already? No, it it was over the summer, wasn't it? When I was there for the, the speech from the president of Israel, Isaac Herzog, and, and I went through a metal detector, he didn't. So already he's getting treated like somehow he's not just an everyday Joe. He's walking around the halls of Congress and he sits down in the committee. Nancy Mace, the congresswoman from, from South Carolina, who I'm going to say uh, is a little bit unhinged herself. I mean, this was her to Hunter Biden. It was, well. 
Um, first of all, my first question is who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. Um, second question, you are the epitome of white privilege, coming into the Oversight Committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here and... M- Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. Mr. Is it a point of inquiry about her statement? Because, <laughs> by the way, I checked you're allowed to say that on air. Comes from a member of Congress. It's news, people. What kind of thing is this? And by the way, you had uh, uh, black members of Congress in that committee who were very upset with Nancy Mace for saying white privilege. It's everybody's got a way of of spinning everything. It's it's glorious. So that happens. And then it gets to Marjorie Taylor Greene, the congresswoman from Georgia. And before she can say anything, Hunter Biden and his lawyers walk out for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Excuse me, Hunter. Apparently, you're afraid of my words. Whoa. Uh, (laughs) I like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. Wow, that's too bad. Walks out. Then he's walking around the halls of Congress. And you've got reporters all over him. If your father had nothing to do with your business, why did you put him on the phone? A legit question, which he's not answering. And then my favorite question that was asked. What kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? What kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? 2024, you are not disappointing. Look at you. Just coming in all raring to go. Ah, what was the point? CNN wants you to believe that this is part of a strategy. Put together by his legal team. And it's meant to confront detractors. There's also the idea that they're putting together a documentary. And this was just to be able to put in that. Um... I don't have a good answer for you. I'm willing to accept uh, that the lawyers somehow think that there's a value to this. I don't quite get it. Uh, that there is a, something to uh, the idea of uh, they're going to create a documentary because they know they can't win it, but they might as well make a couple bucks about it and try and uh, create some, uh, some propaganda spin. Very possible. When this goes to the full house, because this is going to go to the full house, this vote, I, I cannot wait to see it. I cannot. Somebody had asked if this had already been asked and answered about whether or not you could defy a congressional subpoena. Uh, and Jim Jordan proved this. I don't recall it. I'm more interested in what happens now. Hunter Biden defied a congressional subpoena. Now he's going to be held in contempt. And that's what the vote is. If Democrats vote no. What they're saying is, is that you are allowed to defy a congressional subpoena. Democrats will answer that by saying, well, these weren't serious charges, but when we bring a subpoena, then it's serious. That's going to be their argument. It's going to be on the lines of the Republicans and the threats to democracy, which is an, a very violent series of statements that will only lead the country to disaster. They don't care. I want Democrats to vote against the idea 
that a congressional subpoena means anything. That it doesn't matter that you can defy it. So I'm curious to see how this plays out. But the idea that Hunter Biden scored a win yesterday, most people don't pay attention the way we pay attention to these things. What was the win? To whom did he look good? What's the, wouldn't it just be seen as weird? Wouldn't somebody make the callous joke of, oh, I guess he was there to see his dealer. Like, like that, and then just drop it? I don't think anything benefited him on this. It's all very weird. And the idea that there's respect, Republicans let this happen, and they're not going to do anything about it. So as much as Hunter Biden looks weird in this, man, the Republican Party does not mind being punked at all. They'll just take the punch to the face. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. in the Constitution. The, the Bill of Rights was put there by Jefferson and Madison because people said the Constitution and democracy is not enough. We have to write in here our Bill of Rights. And, I have to, and voters have to get out there and say, damn it, if I'm a young person, if I'm a black person, if I'm out in the streets and I, I don't trust the cops, I got to vote that way. You, and if I have a woman, I want to protect myself and my own decisions. I've got to vote that way. I think voters have got to take their hand in this election and don't wait for the government to do it because you know this election is going to be close and it's going to be very close in a place like pennsylvania and you're going to have rural people out there voting their craziness about the cult so you better be there to match them and you got to be there to vote against that and i'm telling you this is really important that you vote for your rights the the the, the people in the rural areas voting their craziness about the cult that that's how the political left that was chris matthews there's a reason they took him off tv uh, on msnbc referring to people who support trump as a cult funny that's the way i feel about people who support biden or kamala harris or critical race theory or dei it's a cult everybody in the trans movement is a cult what we're just throwing words around it's okay in one case it's not okay in another you decide when it's okay? <laughs> nah. Nah. Nah, forget that. That's just crazy talk. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Um, I, I should get into this on Tony Katz today, and I may very well do that. There's a weird one-two punch going on in, in, in sports and in, in sports radio. One has to do with Pat McAfee and Aaron Rodgers, uh, quarterback uh, famously of the Packers and now of the Jets, and then, of course, the Achilles uh, injury and the people who hate him because he wouldn't take the COVID vaccine and the mocking that he does of people who did. Um, And then there's a story about Stephen A. Smith on a very personal, visceral, ridiculous attack on Jason Whitlock, who is... uh, 
a a sports guy who does a, a lot of culture commentary. Uh, I don't listen to to Jason Whitlock on the regular. Every now and then a clip will show up and I, and I and I may hear that. I don't listen to Stephen A. Smith from ESPN on the regular. Uh, uh, a a clip may may show up. Um, in both of these places, there's a great example here of what happens when the sports guys play political. And in the case of Stephen A. Smith, what happens when one doesn't know how to handle and manage the personal? Um, I, I guess um, uh, it, it, it's there's a question to be asked about whether or not this has any effect on their fan base. Uh, Pat McAfee saying, we're not going to have Aaron Rodgers on the show anymore. And then putting out a statement on social media. Does does it change how people see McAfee? Does it change how people uh, uh, see his show? Oh, selling out to ESPN. He took the ESPN money. You're calling out uh, ESPN officials on the show. I There is a question of do I want this job or not? That, that that that's reality but does it does it hurt him in a way where people are like I'll never listen again or does he lose anything when Stephen A Smith uh who is famous on ESPN for I actually am not sure what I don't know if his uh sports takes are something of of you know real intellectual prowess when he engages in an attack on a guy like Jason Whitlock who you may never heard of before and that's that's fine um, calling him a piece of s and 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 a and a fat son of a b. Uh, thing. Uh, by the way, I I, I would never curse uh, on, on air. Uh, uh, bitch, I've used before. I'm not going to lie about that. So, uh, like, does it is it seen as oh man, it's going to be a fight, or is it seen as what are you what are you doing? Is it seen as as destructive? Because I would argue. That in 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 talk radio, uh, you know, it, he, you you get accused of these things all the time, and I'm not used to the sports guys getting these levels of accusation. I've never seen whether or not it hurts them, or if it's just the, the in in the main audience doesn't care. I, I want to dig into that a little bit on Tony Katz today at noon. So so tune in for that. I'm curious where you guys are on it. If if you're sports fans. Does this stuff move you at all? Does it change the way you view them? Does it will change listening habits, etc.? Most curious about it. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Great question. It's not sustainable for our country. We have millions and millions of people here. It is not sustainable. Did you see in New York City with it getting the regular students out and they're putting migrants in their place? We are going to have the largest deportation effort in the history of our country. We're bringing everybody back to where they came from. We have no choice. We have no choice. That was Trump at the town hall. 
on Fox News last night. It was happening while the debate between Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley was going on on CNN. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Uh, Trump has an issue in this talk because he deported less people than Barack Obama as as uh, certainly you're hearing Ron DeSantis discuss it. And we should take a look at numbers. But the conversation is exactly what people want to hear. Certainly his supporters want to hear. And I don't think that he's wrong because you have to do something to counteract the horrific nature of the border and what policies we don't follow, never mind the policies we don't have in place. The border is a subject that moves people, and Democrats have not figured out how to uh, in any way adjust because they have too many in their party that believe in open borders. But I think the story here from the from the town hall for Trump yesterday was that he, he looked totally at ease. Martha McCallum and Brett Baer are asking questions. He looked totally at ease and comfortable. At all. Florida did shut down. Run to Sanctus shut down. Or, as he's known, run to Sanctimonious. He, <laughs> he shut his state down very violently, actually, and shut the highways down, the roads down. But we had, uh, I'm a federalist in a sense, because that's the federalist way. No, I didn't actually have a shutdown, despite the fact that some people wanted to, and some people didn't want to. But we had some great governors. The governors that did the best job were Republican governors. And they were the ones that didn't shut down. Thank you. Thank you very much. Love you. Appreciate it. But but a lot of people say, you know, that you listen too much to Dr. Fauci. You were president at the time, could have perhaps influenced keeping things more open. And, of course, Ron DeSantis would would definitely argue with your uh, characterization of how he handled it. But if you go back and look at the records, you will see that the biggest fan of Dr. Fauci was Ron DeSanctimonious. He Ah, these conversations just drive me nuts. You gave Fauci the floor. You gave Fauci the microphone. This is not a deniable subject. Florida was open before anybody else. You're going to praise Republican governors, but not praise uh, Ron DeSantis? Are you praising Eric Holcomb? There's a lot in this. And I'm telling you, for Trump supporters, it means zero. He is at ease when he answers the questions. This is a far cry from where Nikki Haley was yesterday in the debate. Um, I'm going to give you an example. Not uh, that I disagree with the answer, but just the idea of how she was during the debate. Go to DeSantisLies.com and you can find out for yourself. But why don't we talk about the fact that if we're going to say this, when Ron was representing Florida, he said that he promised not to raise the debt limit when he got to D.C. Yet he raised the debt limit by hundreds of billions of dollars. He used to support Ukraine. He supported Ukraine when President Obama was in office. Now he's trying to copy Trump and saying that he no longer supports Ukraine and doesn't want to give them foreign aid anymore. He also goes and says that He wants to talk about me insulting Iowans. Iowans know when you're telling a joke. The fact that he's only running in one state is not the way you win president. I'm running in all states. But he should tell Iowans why he authored legislation to ban the renewable fuel standard that's so important to Iowans' economy. And the fact that he co-sponsored five different pieces of legislation to get rid of it. And also, then he also said he would never do anything with Social Security. Yet he voted three times to raise the retirement age of social security she's giving a five-minute answer 
in a two-minute segment. Uh, I believe sometimes it's it's five pounds of blank in a two-pound bag. She is reciting and trying to squeeze it all in. And it came across as manic. And you heard her say, uh, you know, DeSantisLies.com. It's this website they came up with. And, and producer Carl checked 16 times in a two-hour debate. She mentioned this website. Every other second, she's talking about this website. She didn't talk about Trump. She didn't talk about Biden, except to say Trump should be on the debate stage. There was no substantive conversation. And I would say DeSantis didn't do it enough either. Regarding the guy you're running against, brief statements and then more attacks on Ron DeSantis than anything else. The town hall from Trump, there's a reason why Trump supporters support the guy. And I, I am stunned that people deny that that's real. That doesn't mean that the nation's going to reelect him. That's where I differ. We'll get into it.